Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of June, 2022. Before we get started, today's moment is brought to you by Knuth Brewing Company in beautiful downtown Ripon. For handcrafted beers brewed in extremely small batches or for artisan wood fire pizzas, paninis, and salad, all made with local ingredients, get over to Knuth Brewing. Find their menu and hours of operation at KnuthBrewingCompany.com. That's K-N-U-T-H BrewingCompany.com. And if you're near Ripon and looking for lunch or dinner, you've got to get over to Knuth Brewing. Dave and his gang will provide you with unrivaled pizza and beer. And what's better than that on a beautiful summer day? So welcome back. I hope the first half of your week has been sublime so far. How about those temperatures yesterday? I was out with one of our managers yesterday meeting with some farm members in southern Wisconsin, and wow, that was some heat for mid-June for sure. But I love it. That's what I wait all winter long for, days like yesterday. So anyways, let's jump into some news together. Well, the ballots have been determined for the August 19th primary, well, and the November general election, of course, but here are some interesting facts that we can now share. There are 31 seats in the state legislature where only one party is on the ballot, meaning the winner of the partisan primary will be the presumptive winner of the general election. There are 16 state assembly districts, five Senate districts, and two congressional districts where Democrats did not put up a candidate. There are 10 assembly seats where Republicans did not put up a candidate. And there are three assembly districts where the candidates who made it on the ballot last Friday will face neither a primary challenge or a general challenge. So in other words, they're the only people who turned in nomination signatures, so they'll be the only people on the ballot, so they're already the presumptive winners in those races. Those districts are the 15th Assembly District, which covers like New Berlin, some of West Dallas, and I think maybe some wards in the city of Milwaukee. The sole candidate on the ballot there is Republican Dave Maxey. The 19th Assembly District will be represented by Democrat Ryan Clancy. That's the east side of Milwaukee, UW-Milwaukee campus through downtown and down to Bayview. That representative currently is Jonathan Brostoff, who is quitting his job in the state legislature to run for a job where he can work less but get paid more on the Milwaukee Common Council. And lastly, Republican Amy Binsfield was the only candidate who filed papers to run in the 26th Assembly District. That's the Random Lake, Cedar Grove, Oostburg area. It's going to be an interesting election year, but three people can just collect signatures and not face either a primary or general challenge. That's downright fascinating. Also, 14 candidates are facing primary challenges from within their own party uh, on the GOP side. Included in those are U.S. Senator Ron Johnson and Congressman Grothman, Tiffany and Gallagher. They are joined by state lawmakers Senator Lemahue, Senator Wangard, and Representatives Kitchen, August, Brooks, Edming, Pronschinski, Oldenburg, and Speaker Robin Voss. And back over to the state capitol, Governor Evers announced yesterday, along with his Department of Transportation, that they would be giving $400,000 to Pleasant Prairie to build a rail spur that will help the company Belkin Innovations add 80 manufacturing jobs. Governor Evers said Belkin is making major investments in the area to grow their business and add good jobs to southeast Wisconsin. He also said he was pleased to work with local officials to help grow this business by investing in transportation infrastructure. Belkin is 
a producer of flexible packaging and uh, lamination films. In 2021, Belkin bought a manufacturing plant that had just recently ceased operations earlier in the year, and they are currently investing and revamping in that facility and creating new jobs, including the aforementioned 80. The $400,000 is through what is known as a TEA, or Transportation Economic Assistance Grant, which helps communities ramp up aging uh, transportation infrastructure to help attract new employers or encourage existing employers to expand. And a new report out from the Wisconsin Policy Forum today says that Wisconsin's towns have leaned more heavily on property taxpayers to fund local services over the past three decades. And the report also shows that town borrowing has risen to record levels. According to the Policy Forum, the heightened reliance on property taxes comes as challenges have arisen to towns' traditional workforce of local volunteers and relatively low-paid workers, especially in the areas of fire and EMS services. And increased borrowing levels have come despite the fact that towns are putting a smaller share of their overall spending into the traditional core priority of road maintenance and construction. Their data showed that in 1990, property taxes accounted for 36.8% of towns' general revenues, and state aid accounted for 45.1%. But in 2020, property taxes made up 48.2% of general revenues news for towns and state aid only accounted for 30.3 percent so kind of a flip there shared revenue from the state to towns was 76.2 million in 1990 but only 55.8 million in 2020 debt held by towns rose by nearly 45 percent between 2014 and 2020 to a whopping 472 0.3 million dollars. The policy forum did say one major bright spot for towns is that the state aid for roads and infrastructure increased by a larger amount than shared revenues fell. State roads uh, became the most important form of state aid to towns, state road aids, I should say, and rising from 56 million in 1990 to 184.7 million in 2020. And finally today, the Wisconsin Department of Financial Institutions is recognizing today as World Elder Abuse Day and sharing tips to reduce the potential for financial exploitation in financial accounts and increase the likelihood of prosecution should such exploitation occur. Governor Evers said he's proud of the work his administration's efforts have, have made in protecting aging and older adults, including signing several bills to help prevent elder neglect, abuse, and financial exploitation. He said, on this day, we join Wisconsinites across the state in pledging to continue this critical work. If you or if you suspect someone you know is a victim of elder abuse, there are many resources available to you. Reach out to DFI directly at 608 608- 266-2139 or by emailing DFI at securities.dfi at wisconsin.gov. Also, you can contact WPT. We're always glad to help you connect to whatever state resource might be out there for you and whatever you're dealing with. But for now, I'll leave you with this one that I really liked from President Teddy Roosevelt, who said to announce that there must be no criticism of the president or that we are to stand by the president, right or wrong, is not only unpatriotic and servile, it is morally treasonable to the American public. As always, thanks for listening. Get on over to Knuth Brewing Company for some good eats and some really good beer. K-N-U-T-H brewingcompany.com. You won't regret it. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business farm and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing
providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org join.